0: Welcome to this special series of the Art That Overcomes podcast to kick off the spring season. For me, this time of year symbolizes a spirit of newness and growth. Temperatures are gradually getting warmer, the sun is rising earlier and setting later, trees are budding, and flowers are just starting to bloom. My invitation for you in this season is to bravely open yourself up to new thoughts, emotions, and behaviors what might happen for you this spring what new experiences relationships and confidence will you find i promise it's all up to you in each episode of this series we'll be exploring one of the mantras from my coaching program the redefined process these mantras serve as a guide for each session in the program accompanied by art and writing tasks that loosely fit their theme We won't be going into the details of those particular art tasks here on the podcast, but in the spirit of newness, I will be personally revisiting each theme and sharing some art and reflections along the way. Welcome to episode 34 of the Art That Overcomes podcast. This is number five in our special series for this spring, where I am personally revisiting each of the eight mantras in my redefined process group coaching program this week or today. I am especially um, excited to see what comes out in my artwork because, um, so the other day we talked about trusting the process The mantra was, I trust the process and I trust my creator's voice within me. And I've been working a lot on on trust lately with God, with myself, and so I'm especially excited to move into our mantra for today, I trust myself and I trust my inner voice. I went ahead and wrote this on my sketchbook page, so I'm going to work across both pages in my sketchbook as I did last time. So for those watching on the video, I'm gonna show you, but I just wrote it really big in capital letters across both pages. I trust myself and I trust my inner voice rather than just writing it as a little heading at the top of the page. And I just felt like I wanted to write that really big in a dark marker. I chose a brown marker. That was the darkest color I had that works. Um, I chose to write it really big in capital letters because I felt like it was this declaration that I wanted to make to myself today. And with you here as my my witnesses, as my accountability, I trust myself and I trust my inner voice. And I want to just take a second to explain a little bit more about what I've been processing with this concept of self-trust lately. And I felt, and you may have gathered this from previous podcast episodes, if if you're a regular listener, but I've been feeling this incongruence for several months now between kind of things that I feel like I should do in life, um, particularly in my career, but in various aspects, I guess, things that I should do and what seems... what seems practical and logical and maybe what other people expect versus what I feel in my gut that I want to do or feel called to do where my emotions are drawing me. And so for me, I tend to be typically a very emotionally driven person, and this can be a strength and a weakness. So I've, I've been battling with a little bit of self-judgment saying, oh, I shouldn't go where my emotions are leading because that's that can lead me down the wrong path often. And you know, feelings aren't facts, all of that. I don't need to get carried away in my emotions and I still need to make sure I'm thinking through things in a practical sense. So I've been trying to like balance out when should I take practical action and in what areas and what's logical and, and and good for me in that sense, and what, what feels good emotionally too, but I just haven't reached this point where there's been this congruence where those two things are lining up, and there are certain areas where I'm taking the practical action that other people expect, and that I feel like I should, and what makes sense, but that's still, It's not getting me to a place of feeling aligned. It's not bringing a sense of relief like, oh good, I did the practical thing and that's helped me feel more grounded and now I can you know, um, address my emotions as well. Like I'm just not getting there in certain areas. And I had this feeling come up, especially strong yesterday. I was looking at social media, at Instagram, and I saw a couple of different posts by some people where I had this feeling, and maybe you can relate to this, I had this feeling rise up in me of like, wow, I love what they're doing. And now I know everybody shows kind of their highlight reel on Instagram. So I know everyone has difficult parts in their life as well. But specifically, these people were sort of going on these adventures that I sort of admired. And I thought, I want to do that. And I didn't have negative feelings or judgmental feelings towards them. And I didn't necessarily feel bad about myself looking at their posts, which I think we all need to check ourselves in those areas when we're looking at social media. But I did have this sense of like, that's so awesome for them that they're doing that and a feeling of sadness that I'm not doing those things or like whatever the equivalent would be for me of something fun and adventurous and and so I I allowed myself to feel that and then I I sat with that emotion for a minute and and I did some journaling and I wrote down kind of my thoughts about about that reaction i think it's important for us to just stop and feel those feelings and sort of capture well what was going on with me in that moment like why did, was i almost on the verge of tearing up looking at someone else's like fun experience that i think is great you know um what is that and so i think it comes back to this feeling of there are these things i want to do in life and experiences i want to have that that i'm not having because it doesn't feel practical but but is following the practical really getting me anywhere and through some prayer and reflection and journaling, I came to this conclusion. Well, maybe not a conclusion, but like leading down a path to what I think is a conclusion that I maybe was maybe not wrong, but like maybe I'm starting to go down a wrong path of leaning to Maybe I'm trying to think of a word other than wrong, like an imbalanced sort of path. Like I'm leading too far down the path of, like, well, I need to do what's practical and what other people expect and what I should do um, versus leaning on my emotions more. So, in my attempt to balance that, I really was leaning more on the practical stuff rather than what my gut is telling me. And not that my gut, is constantly telling me like impractical, ridiculous things. But as I said, I tend to be more emotional and go with my emotions. And I thought, okay, maybe I have not been trusting that natural part of me, that natural strength that I have, because I think it is a strength. I think I have spiritual and emotional discernment. And it is important for me to lean on my emotions because that is a strength of mine, if that makes sense. So it's not wrong to consider the practical, but I was really looking at my... My emotional sense and that that kind of discernment that I have as more of a negative quality, instead of really truly honoring that. So I think right now where I could probably find more of that balance is through leaning on my strengths and trusting that emotional side of myself and going with that a little bit more, um, knowing that that I'm aware that there are other you know I need to think things through as well. So the trusting myself. I trust myself and I trust my inner voice. So I'm excited to delve into this today through some art because yesterday when I was journaling, I didn't do some art, I was just kind of writing and praying. So again, I have these big capital letters all over my page and my choices of art materials today, I have markers and oil pastels and colored pencils. Um, I wanted to give myself Kind of a variety of some easy to control media. We've talked about that before, like the pencils are easy to control and can bring us a sense of control in our bodies, in our, in our emotions. And the oil pastels are a little harder to control. You're not gonna like write a grocery list with an oil pastel, right? It's more expressive, you can blend it. It's like an oily kind of version of a crayon that can be blended or smeared. And then I have markers there too. Um, as I said, I wrote, wrote with a brown marker, the mantra, I trust myself and I trust my inner voice across the page. So I'm, I'm feeling like the color pencils I wanna go with first, and just like always, I'm just kind of going with my instinct of what feels right. I'm gonna pick out this purple colored pencil, and I think I'm gonna underline some of these words. Um, lightly underline trust, but then I think myself is a word I really wanna sort of highlight, and so I started underlining it dark, but now I think I'm actually gonna color Um, Almost like if I was highlighting the word, you know, if you're on a computer and you highlight a word, put this kind of colored box around it. That's what I'm gonna do with the word myself with this purple colored pencil. And then I'm gonna underline the other word trust again. So I trust, underline, highlight myself, and I trust again, underline my inner voice. I'm gonna underline my, and then I think this other word that stands out to me is the inner. So I'm gonna highlight inner just like I did myself. And I'll show this to camera in just a second. But basically just underlining the words trust and trust and my and highlighting the words myself and inner because those just stood out to me as what I wanna focus on here. So there you can see, I've sort of highlighted that with my purple color pencil. Um, I think I'm just gonna kinda start making some lines. I'm just gonna start drawing on the page um, this process of trusting myself is about going with my gut, right? Just like I said, we do in the art process. So I'm just gonna sort of do some scribbly wavy lines. And that's typical for me of the types of lines that I that I do in my artwork. So as I'm doing this more, I'm kind of already connecting with the sense of myself. Maybe you're not an artist, maybe you're not used to art materials, but I bet there are certain colors or even certain types of mark making or certain ways of writing letters, your particular handwriting that feels um, like you, you know? We all make marks on pages. We all, we all make some sort of art, whether it's doodles in the margins of a piece of paper in a meeting or class or, um, you know, making a grocery list with very neat handwriting or very messy you know, we all leave our marks kind of on paper, these visual marks of who we are. So I'm doing just lots of these wavy scribbly lines and it feels good. I'm not sure if I like what it looks like. It's starting to get a little chaotic. Show the camera again. Just lots of wavy loopy sort of scribbles with my colored pencil. I think I'm going to switch colors now partially because that one's getting dull and I don't have a pencil sharpener right here at hand, but I also kind of felt like I wanted to switch colors. Now this orange stood out to me and I had this impulsive thought of like oh or not impulsive but like automatic thought of like orange and purple I don't really like how that looks together but I want to go with the orange and as I've described before orange represents a certain part of myself I wasn't even thinking about that when that stood out to me but it makes sense as soon as I make a mark on the page orange is one of my colors typically orange and blue and orange represents sort of this spicy artist side of me. So that makes sense that that's kind of what's needing to come out right now. Because that's the, that's the more emotional part of me. You know, that's the part that um, is allowed to feel angry and passionate, um, my sexuality that I haven't always felt comfortable expressing, my femininity, all these aspects of myself that, that tend to be a little more hidden. So like I said, that practical, logical side is probably not the orange. That's probably the color blue for me. We all have certain colors we are drawn to. Even if it's just like, oh, my favorite color is green. I don't know why. There's there's a reason. You know, green might help you feel calm or it just might might even help you feel kind of excited and joyful. Another color that's important for me is red. That can represent painful things. And I used to hate it. I'm not a big fan of the color red, but now I know when it comes up in my art that it means some past pain, like from childhood. It's just needing to be heard. It just wants to come out and show itself. So I am just outlining some of these lines with the orange. So I've got some kind of wide um, color pencil lines of these orange wavy scribbles mixed in with the purple. I did some on the right hand side of the page and I'm gonna switch over and do some on the left as well. As I'm drawing here, whether you're drawing with me or just watching or listening, I encourage you to consider you know, what what parts of yourself do you need to, to trust more right now? I shared my example of needing to to trust my, my emotions more, where my emotions, where my gut is leading me because that's something, it's a part of me that I know has been Strong in the past that I can trust it, you know, like when, when we think about trust um, It's and how it's hard to trust after narcissistic abuse I think it's important to kind of look at our track record with with trusting a certain person or with trusting ourselves, You know, and so if your history of trusting yourself in certain areas has not been good and that's led you down unhelpful paths in life Then it makes sense that you would struggle to trust yourself in those certain areas. But what areas with yourself have you trusted your gut, trusted yourself, and that has worked out well? You know, maybe there's, it's hard for you to trust yourself right now when it comes to choosing a partner, a romantic partner. But maybe there are other areas in your life where you went with your gut and trusted yourself and that worked out really well. It's important to look back at the evidence in our life because sometimes our feeling of panic and being traumatized can tell us, oh, I can't trust myself or anyone else, but but maybe you can, you know? Maybe you've made really good choices in friends or in your faith community or in an area where you live where there are supportive individuals, Um, maybe, Maybe, like I said, you have made good choices in trusting yourself in certain areas, but not in others. So maybe it's like, okay, I need to question myself and seek guidance in in some areas, because I'm not sure I can trust myself to make this kind of decision, but this other kind of decision, I know I can trust myself there. And it doesn't mean you don't seek accountability, but um, I think it's important to, to reflect on that. Um, okay, so. So I'm gonna show again, I did some more orange on the other side. So over this whole double page um, area in my sketchbook, I trust myself and I trust my inner voice. I have these purple scribbles and orange loops, which the orange is actually kind of more prominent than the purple now, because I did some thicker lines. And then I just picked up this aqua, aqua green, which is kind of like a mint green or an aqua or turquoise. And that kind of fits in with my, one of my bluish colors that I like, although this one looks a little more green, but I picked one of the sort of loops that was created in my scribble and I just colored it in solid with this aqua green color and I'm gonna pick another loop and color it in. So I'm not consciously thinking, I mean, I know I'm talking to you about um, trust, but I'm not thinking how do I illustrate this trust? I'm just going with my gut here. And as I said before, in the redefine process, I walk you through very directive tasks around these, loosely around these themes of these mantras. I really leave it up to you though, to see how the art tasks I've chosen for each session connect with these mantras. And then at the end, after session eight, we have a few sessions where we really get um, more into helping you develop more of your artistic voice, more of your um, even just kind of practical routine of how you could incorporate this art and writing or one or the other uh, into your self-care practice and feeling more comfortable doing just more spontaneous artwork like this. So as I've said before, if this feels daunting, like I wouldn't know how to just start drawing to illustrate this mantra, that's okay. In the redefine process, we we go through it. It's like I said, it's very directive. I'm there with you, um, giving you specific art tasks, breaking it down, and those art tasks were created as I was reflecting on the different emotional phases that I went through early on in my recovery or within those first couple of years. So I'm gonna show again. I have some of this aqua greenish color. And I'm just enjoying this. I think, you know, the, the most, um, hold on, I'm choosing another color, I gotta think for a second. There's a kind of a brownish color, um, a mahogany, like a brownish red that I'm gonna use now. And just continuing to trace, trace over some of these purple lines, making some of them thicker, filling in some open spaces that have been created by these loops in the scribble. And I forgot what I was gonna say <laughs> about the redefine process. We go through, it's more directive. Okay, I think I'm only gonna work a little bit more on this and do a little bit of writing, but I think, maybe this is what I was gonna say, Um, as I'm working on this, I'm aware, I think kind of the biggest insight in this is that it's just, this feels relaxing to me and I'm using these color pencils again that are giving me a sense of control because they're a media that's easier to control and so rather than being really expressive and letting out a lot of big feelings, I'm, I'm more kind of soothing those big feelings in a way. You know, I had some big feelings yesterday thinking about this and these pencils are helping me, or using these pencils, not just the pencils in and of themselves, but me using them to create this drawing is helping me to feel kind of more calm and in control of all these big feelings. And also the types of lines, as I said, these types of kind of loopy scribbles, that they, they create these, um, these little areas that I fill in. This, this is just very typical of types of drawings that I do. Some of my tattoos that I have that um, were from drawings that I created look kind of similar to this, a little bit neater version, but you know, this just feels like me. So, um, like as I was saying earlier, even if you don't consider yourself to be an artist, you have certain types of mark making, even if it's just your handwriting, that are um, typical of you. what would it look like to explore that more in a drawing and just sort of sit with that and reflect on you know this this is me this is what what i look like represented on a page (laughs) not you like your eyes and your hair and your nose and all of that but but you kind of um your spirit you know we all have these our different unique forms of of mark making and making art and our colors that we feel drawn to Okay, I'm going to do just a little more of this brown scribble. And um, in some of these, I have done my reflective writing on the sketchbook page. For this, I'm going to write in a separate journal because I've used up a lot of this area. Um, so here we go. Got some, some more lines filled in. Oh, before I do that, though, I'm going to take an oil pastel I see these bottom, so at the bottom of the page, the inner voice, those are the last two words in our mantra. And there happen to be some big loops around that, almost like circles around those words that are big. And there's some extra, like, blank negative space at the bottom that's not filled in with any color. I think I'm gonna choose the color of oil pastels and, like, lightly shade in behind both of those. I'll choose, like, a light pink um, just because that's a light color and see i'm going to i'm going to just shade in some light pink behind inner voice now pink is not a color that i have typically associated with myself i used to hate the color pink and i declared when i found out i was pregnant with a baby girl that she would only have hot pink clothing or things in her nursery, the colors in her baby nursery were um, turquoise and hot pink and white. And that was the only shade of pink I felt comfortable with. I still would never have worn that color on my body, but to have it in my home, in my eyesight, (laughs) I was only comfortable with hot pink. And then it's interesting, being a mother of a baby girl who did get clothing and things that were light colors of pink. um, I adjusted to that color and became just more comfortable with it and started to embrace it. And for me, pale pink used to feel like this like overly feminine color I know that's cultural for me growing up in America. That's represented as like a very girly color. I know it's not like that everywhere. But for me, it represented this like overload of feminine to the point where it just felt like disgusting to me. (laughs) Um, But something important that I know about myself is that I've not always been comfortable with my femininity and femininity in general. And so um, it's been a journey basically for me with the color pink, especially pale pink, I actually have a water bottle that I really love that's propping up this camera right now that is a really pale pastel kind of chalky pink color and I think it's beautiful. I don't like every shade of pink, like this color I'm using right now is not my favorite, but I'm comfortable with it. And so that's interesting that that's coming up here in the drawing because, you know, I'm embracing it as a part of this inner self drawing, whether. I was conscious or not well it wasn't conscious when I picked it up it was after I picked it up that I realized oh yeah it's this pink feminine color or color that I perceive as being feminine you know it's funny now my little girl is nine and she she has declared she doesn't like the color pink she does wear it some but it's not her favorite um because she sees it as a girly girl color so it's just interesting how we apply these meanings to different colors but but I embrace pink now it's okay I still don't wear it because I just don't think it looks good on my skin tone. If you're watching the camera right now, my face is kind of pink right now. (laughs) So I don't want to wear pink. Okay, almost done adding in this pink. So these big kind of loopy circles at the bottom of the page that contain the words inner and voice are now highlighted with this pink. So I trust myself and I trust my inner voice. So it's really highlighting those words inner voice. And I like that, I think that makes sense. So I'm gonna, shift things around here on my table and you always want to position yourself like you can look at your artwork when you're when you're writing with it writing with it dialoguing with it when you're writing because it is it is a dialogue we want to think of it that way if my drawing could talk what would it say how does it feel what does it need and in getting into that process if we can let loose and um engage in this um, free association style of writing stream of consciousness where we're just letting it come to us and it takes practice to get there but again i walk my clients through that you know if we can get into that zone we really get to a place where where thoughts are coming out subconsciously and it's these different, more hidden parts of ourselves. Like I mentioned, my orange colors tend to represent parts of myself I haven't always felt comfortable expressing. And it was through this art and writing process that those those orange parts were, were able to speak and tell me what they needed and that they needed to be heard. And so I'm going to start out by just looking at what's there. And this is a challenge to do live and, and talk through it, but I'm gonna try to do a little bit of this. Um, for my own benefit and also to model this for you. So I trust myself and I trust my inner voice. I'm gonna say those, I'm just gonna start with describing what I see and just see where it goes from there. So those big (laughs) pink blobs at the bottom of the page, they feel very full. full of life, and renewal, and tension, and I'm not sure what, (laughs) and again, this is what's coming to my mind, so those big pink blobs at the bottom of the page, they feel very full, full of life, and renewal, and tension, and I'm not sure what. They are below those scattered shapes and circles and circumferences (laughs) that blob them down, weigh them down to the bottom. they are the inner voice as the letters tell me my inner voice and they're shoved there i'm going to write forgotten question mark so that's going to be kind of like a question to my drawing are they forgotten no they're showing out (laughs) They didn't let themselves themselves be forgotten. They are center stage. They matter. They are here. More to come. I'm gonna stop there for the sake of time and I'm almost at the bottom of my page. So so this makes sense to me. Um, sometimes our writing surprises us. Last week I was kind of taken off guard or not last week, but the other day. Um, with the last mantra, I was, I was taken off guard and had a lot more to process in the moment, but this, I feel like, again, it was calmer and maybe that's because of my choice of media. And, um, I feel like what was coming out, what I was discussing with you as I was drawing is what was reflected in the writing. And that just feels really affirming rather than a huge aha moment. It feels again, a calming and, and affirming of, of kind of, um, these things I've been working through that I need to trust kind of my, my emotional self um, even more, that that's okay to trust, it's safe to trust that. So I'm gonna read over this again. Those big pink blobs, and for those watching on the camera, I'll, I'll hold this up so you can kind of see it as I read it. <laughs> those big pink blobs at the bottom of the page, they feel very full, full of life and renewal and tension, and I'm not sure what. They are below those scattered shapes and circles and circumferences that blob them down, weigh them down to the bottom. They are the inner voice, my inner voice, and they're shoved, forgotten? No, they're showing out. They didn't let themselves be forgotten. They are center stage, they matter, they are here, more to come. So in this one, I didn't ask very many questions of the artwork. It was just that forgotten with a question mark. And that's because I didn't really feel the need to. Like I felt like thoughts were flowing. But um, but as I said, good questions to ask are um, how do you feel? What do you need? Kind of who are you? Those are a few of my go-tos if I'm feeling blocked. And that's what I um, suggest to clients. But really any question that comes to you or if you're feeling stumped and you look at the drawing, just just think of, you know, like what is that pink circle at the bottom? If I hadn't already kind of understood before I started writing what that could represent, then um, then I could have asked, you know, what is that? Or even now I could say, tell me more about those pink shapes or why why did I choose the pink? And again, just write whatever comes to my mind, stream of consciousness, free association writing. So I hope this was helpful for you. Trust is such a hard issue, a hard issue as I mentioned before. Um, but this is this is where the constant work is important it's important to keep doing the constant work. that's where a lot of this lies is within that um, trust in general like trusting others, trusting our creator's voice within us as we talked about before but But as we're saying, focusing in on today, trusting our inner voice, I think that's where some of the deepest work is because we've been taught by the narcissist not to trust ourselves and not to trust other people, right? Because they've, in a different way, they've taught us not to trust other people because we learned not to trust them. But they very strategically have taught us not to trust ourselves and um that's some of the biggest work we have to to sort of undo in this healing journey and i love that it's ongoing you know i can continue to trust and trust myself more and more on a deeper and deeper level for the rest of my life there's no there's no end here where we've reached the max capacity for learning about ourselves or learning to trust ourselves so i hope you you delve into this i'd love to hear from you if you give this a try and um and again the vip Redefine membership is is opening up April 16th. You can register now. I'll put a link in the comments or if you go back and view some of these other um, videos, you can see that or a link in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version of the Art That Overcomes podcast. I'd love to have you in the VIP membership. We are going to be journeying together live on Zoom, so it'll be much like this, creating art together. And I'm so excited to be able to offer that for those of you who don't work as well with the Work at Your Own Pace course. So, But if you do like Work at Your Own pace, the regular um, basic redefined membership is always available. That's $47 a month through the redefined app. So I'll put those links below as well. But let me know, reach out to me if you're interested to hear more about the VIP redefined membership. I'd be happy to schedule a phone call with you to answer your questions. Or again, you can go to the link um, down below to hear more about that. All right, I'll see you back in a few days for our sixth mantra in this redefined process, which is let me get, give me a second. Let me think of it. I I believe we're moving on to I am strong. We've had a couple of, yeah, we've had a couple of really long mantras about trust. And next is I am strong. So I hope to have you back to see, (laughs) to process this with me, um, how I am relating to that mantra, um, right now in my life, I am strong. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer.